welcome to season three of the Sound of a Crowd podcast. I go by the name of Agent Daniels, as you already know, and this is the show where we chat with colorful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background or interest, bringing you one step closer to Accra, wherever you are promoting global Ghanaian excellence. Now, um, I've got a very special guest for you guys today. Uh, yeah. Thank you, you. I'm good. Thank you, Agent. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. So you're going to learn a bit more about Yah soon, but um, yeah, um, yeah. Um, just just give the audience a little bit about, just give us a little elevated pitch about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Okay, so um, thank you for having me, by the way. Welcome. Um, I have been listening to the Sounds of a Crowd podcast. Um, you've had great people on, so I feel oh, really so privileged. You've actually, you've actually been listening. I've actually been listening. I've actually been <laughs> listening. And great, also, great. this is my first time. I've wanted to feature on a podcast. I even want to have a podcast, and it's my first time featuring, so I'm super excited. Yeah, I can help you out with that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, got to connect, got to connect. Um, so, gosh, who am I? Who am I? Um, so, so my my name is Ya Afori Ansa or okay. Ya Afori Ansa yeah. if we're yeah, pronouncing it correctly huh? you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and um, oh gosh <laughs> interesting question like who are you um, yeah. so um, Ghanaian background of course the okay. name gives it away I see the canteen you know? I see the canteen <laughs> had to represent I had yeah. to represent just like you got I, I like the the kind of like um, what, what do you call it the like the tiara kind of yeah, crown I was going crown for like kind the of crown look, look. Yeah. yeah you know story for another day i think i think i think i took this up with me um to the top of mount kilimanjaro i took a piece of kente with me and i think this is the piece wow we'll come back to that okay. but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that's just a little bit of teaser just what so we're gonna like get into there. just a little preview <laughs> okay um so ghanaian background um both parents are from ghana yeah. uh, both parents are actually from quo um Quo-ra. so Ooh. very much from the eastern region me yeah. a crony i'm a mountain girl yeah. um and um Parents met in the UK, so born and raised in the UK. Yeah. From Southwest London, proudly from Southwest London. Love Southwest. Mm. Such a lovely, lovely area. Yeah, me too. Me I too. It. It's like, got class as well. <laughs> thank you. It's got class. It's nice and green, you know, we've got nice <laughs> and there's like a lot of history. Um yeah. I know there's a lot, you know, kind of going around like in terms of development and yeah. and stuff and that's you know, conversations about um gentrification and stuff like that. But yeah. I just I, I like the 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 nature element, the green space, the outdoors, um, mm-hmm. and and being close to the river as well. I think that's really nice. Awesome. Um, so yeah, from South, um, went to uni. Thought I was going to be a lawyer. <laughs> um, studied law at SOAS, which is the School of Oriental and African Studies. So you already see a pattern emerging. Shout out to SOAS. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends that went there, and yeah, it's wow, um, nice. It's got quite a reputation. Yes, so, yes, yeah, yes. And, Full and disclosure. I'm actually on the board of trustees at the moment. So okay. um, in my role as alum, I just I just wanted to get more involved and be a bit more like active in the school. So yeah. gone back to kind of try and do that. But um, yeah. when I first went to SOAS to, for the open day, I remember thinking like, how did I not know about this university before? Like I remember being on the steps and seeing School of Oriental and African Studies. I was like, <laughs> I'm coming here. <laughs> this is where I'm coming. Um, so when you study law at SOAS, Although it's based on you studied the key or mm. the core um, English law modules, yeah. you have really um, interesting electives yeah. um, that focus on the laws of Africa and Asia, okay. and then you can also do electives in other school, other schools within the school or other departments, I should say. Okay. Um, so like development studies or history, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, 
I really enjoyed the course and um, the opportunity to learn about the world beyond or law beyond English law. Mm. Um, and but when I left uni, I just I wasn't sure. So I went into uni like I'm going to be a lawyer, but yeah. I left uni like Ooh, not sure. <laughs> um, so I did some work experience in Ghana. So before that point, yeah, I'd always. Um, gone on holiday etc yeah doing the work experience was my first time going there for a, a longer period of time mm. um and i think i've mentioned this to you before i always wished i got to school in ghana like you, you schooled yeah. in ghana right yeah, yeah yeah um i realize this is a really long intro but no it's I fine just... look we're, we're just going the flow <laughs> here so it's, it's totally fine <laughs> um but yeah i'd always wished i got to school in ghana and mm. so when i finished uni i was like okay let me go and do some work experience there and just get some experience and just just be there for a, a, an extended period of time yeah um, which was a really insightful experience. Mm -hmm. And um, as well as uh, when I was at SOAS as well, I kind of wanted to do more traveling and um, I wanted to go to more African countries and didn't necessarily know how to do it or mm. have people to go with me. Yeah. Um, so I'm just sprinkling how this journey came about. In the meantime, you know, I was trying to pursue this law career, but wasn't really sure what it was going to look like. Um, so ultimately, it just came to a point where it was just these two uh, journeys I was on. One journey was trying to figure out career, and the other journey was I want to see more of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm probably both on still on both those journeys. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, so who am I? I'm proudly Pan African. I love Africa okay. so much. Yeah. I've been really fortunate to have been to another country, a number of countries across the continent. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that would have happened if I hadn't have just got started going myself. Yeah. You know, so I guess leading that that probably you have to have an element of I don't know, just I don't want to say fearlessness because I wasn't fearless, but <laughs> there has to be a point where you just have to do it. So mm. um like no, just yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow, okay. So I don't know if I asked, answered your question, I have to be honest. I think you I mean I think you <laughs> answered the question in your own little way. I mean um, it's not, SOAS is a great uni. Mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting you picked law and did that SOAS because yeah. SOAS, you know, is typically people study other stuff there. And so, so there's quite an interesting place to study law, but I guess maybe the environment and maybe it kind of inspired you a bit more to, to look to Africa because obviously school were into were into African studies. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where also I understood what development meant. And that's something that's also kind of followed me yeah. both in as I've tried to pursue my career, but also in my travels, mm -hmm. this element of having a positive impact and yeah. again that comes back to where I'm now with with talking drums but it, just trying to have a positive impact and and um, trying to contribute in a positive way okay. um, definitely learned that from the opportunities and courses available at SOAS so it kind of just opened opened my eyes and kind of um, was a really great foundation to looking at the world in that way yeah. yeah. Would you would you say SOAS gave you like quite a few opportunities to kind of give back and to make an impact in the immediate community, maybe the global community? It gave the opportunity to look beyond the immediate community. Yeah. Um and to have that global perspective. So I think when when you're a SOASian, that's probably what makes you stand out from the crowd is that you're you're having this global perspective. Yeah. Um and yeah, just 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 having these interactions or learning about you know laws and society of Asia and Africa alongside English law like you're kind of really early on having this yeah. opportunity so yeah I'd say yes 
I'd okay, say that's that. quite interesting, yeah. like, learning about different types of law from different countries as well. Yeah. So is that kind of, like, opened you up to kind of, like, wanting to kind of, like, see what else was out there, like, beyond the UK and stuff? Yes, I think I, I've always, I've always wanted, I feel like it's just, I've always had the travel bug in me. I just, yeah. when I was younger, just didn't necessarily know how. Okay. Um, so going to Ghana um, on family holidays, like, uh, summer holidays etc mm-hmm. and I remember um, asking my mum like can we visit other African countries and she said she didn't know people there oh, and I was like but you're not always going to know someone in the countries you want to go to yeah. Um, so um, yeah I think I think that definitely so that's definitely added fuel to yeah, the fire to, uh, that's why I thought <laughs> that's why I thought because um, this, this is one of the reasons why I, I wanted to have you in the show because us Ghanaians, right, we're so accustomed to, when it comes to Africa, they're just gone. Ghana's fantastic, <laughs> it's great, but surely we know there's more to Ghana in Africa. Yes. So I think someone who knows and appreciates Ghana and has been to Ghana and knows it, travelled around, but has also travelled to African countries, I think it's great for um, you, the listeners, and everyone who's listening or watching this, to get a great perspective on what else is out there in Africa yes. and um, that leads me to Talking Drums to see where Talking Drums t-shirt thank you thank so, you <laughs> so obviously you, you, you finished SOAS um, and obviously you had this passion for Africa T- tell us walk, walk us through how Talking Drums came in, came into fruition came into fruition yeah. um, so um, once I came back from Ghana I did a masters and then I started working in an Africa focused environment but based in the UK yeah. and um I wanted to travel and at this particular time um, I was looking for a weekend break um, in Europe and I was supposed to be going with two girls that I knew and um, we couldn't all agree on kind of where to go and what to do Mm -hmm. and um, they decided they wanted to go to Paris. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. fine, I'll look into it. I'll, you know, just let me know your specifications. I'll do all the research and then let's go. Okay. So um, they had their various requirements. I went away, did my research, came back and was like, you know, this is the details. These are the dates. You know, let's go. Then it was radio silence. Booking.com. But then it was radio silence. And I was just yeah. like, uh, hello. Like, work, like, you know, are we, you responding? what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I'd gone to work and one of my colleagues was from Paris and okay. another colleague was from Barcelona. Mm. And so by this time I was like, look, I'm place. going somewhere. Very international <laughs> organization. Yeah. It was really, really, really nice place to work. Yeah. And, um, I was just like, I, I just can't keep waiting for people. It's frustrating. And, I just can't, basically. So um, went to work and spoke to both of them. I remember we were in the office together and I was like, hmm, I'm going away this weekend mm. and I'm going to one of your cities. Yeah. You're from Paris, you're from Barcelona. <laughs> Sell it to me. Wow. And okay, they both promoted their cities. Yeah. <laughs> both were like, you can do this, you can do that. And okay. Barcelona won. Mm-hmm. So I went on uh, lastminute.com okay. and booked it. Um, there and then I've never actually used that site I mean it's weird because you always hear about that site but I've never actually used it yeah it's more Skyscanner Skyscanner and to be fair this was this was a while ago this was like yeah. 2013 okay. <laughs> I don't know if I used lastminute.com yeah you, 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 more, you, you tend to hear lastminute.com more of as like a figure of speech yeah, than actual yeah, website. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's true it's true yeah. so yeah I definitely maybe it's a sign of be um, kind of yeah being able to I don't know, maybe I've, um, when I book things now, I book it differently, but I guess this was my foray into solo travelling. So mm-hmm. went on lastminute.com, um, 
Barcelona one, booked it. And then I went for like a long weekend. So I think it was like a Thursday to a Sunday or something like that. And then, um, and then I went, yeah. And then I just had a really good time. When I look back on it, I laugh because when I went, it was before, um, before phones phones had the camera in the front yeah so in order to take a selfie you had to literally like turn your phone around cheese <laughs> <laughs> like, in order yeah. to take the picture um and so i was a little bit nervous i can't yeah. lie and um but i did like when i arrived at the airport mm-hmm. i got the taxi to i got a taxi to the um hotel okay. just to make life easier and um they have a metro system so wow. it was just as long as you know the landmarks that you're trying to get to and where your hotel is you yeah. might not be fluent in spanish but you know you can get from a to, from b. a to b yeah um so you went to early death so barcelona was the one that got picked there yeah barcelona <laughs> got picked and yeah. i just went to be a tourist and i was like okay this is okay you know it's not <laughs> this, too bad. Is, this is not too bad it's not too bad yeah. yeah shout out to ken daniel's my cousin um who actually lives in spain wow yeah he actually lives in spain i think he might be relocating soon but he nice. actually lives in spain nice. and he's fluent in spanish wow. fellow guy name what you made know. him decide to move to spain listen to my episode really? season one. <laughs> okay, okay okay i'll go back and listen to season yeah, one so shout out to ken if you're if you're watching this thing. Yeah, <laughs> shout this out to ken great. but yeah this is inspiring so basically um your, when your colleagues sold you you know one of their cities and then you actually picked one based on the outcome and yeah. explored it you know if you found out that it wasn't too hard to get around yeah the good places to see great food i'm yeah. guessing as well yeah what food. are one of the things that you look out for when you're traveling we're going to go deep into this what are one of the things that you that are deal breakers for you when picking a place to go and travel to Ooh. like in terms of like food and like accommodation and ease of ease of getting around yeah. languages like what, what what's like your criteria when you're Good evaluating the place to travel to? Um, I think first and foremost is safety. Yeah. Um, going solo, and especially going solo as a woman, safety yeah. is absolutely paramount. Um, so I I do a lot of research before I go to places. Mm-hmm. So um, even if people are like, oh, are you sure you should be going there? I'm like, I've done my research. Um, so safety, absolutely, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and then beyond that, it's probably just what am I looking to see or do it at that particular time? Okay. Um, so it might be that um, there's a particular place I've wanted to go to for a long time mm-hmm. and decided actually I'm going to go now. Yeah. Or it could be um, an event taking place. Okay. So um, the first time I went to South Africa, um, I wanted to go to South Africa anyway. Yeah. I love history. I love culture. So mm-hmm. these are things that also drive me when I'm thinking about um, where I want to go. And um, at the time, they this is 2015, they announced they were going to be playing the first ever NBA Africa game in South Africa. Yeah. Around the time I was it's also planning to go. So yeah. I was like, well, why not go at that time, go to the event and then also... Um, make it into a holiday as so well. So a few birds with one stone, that's like another kind of like, you know, thing that exactly, helps, exactly. helps the tech scene in, in that favour of going to that country. Exactly. Okay, so it could be okay. it could be an event taking place and you turning that into a trip. <laughs> um, or it could be um, just, just, just 
wanting to or or even just like researching like the culture and stuff and just wanting to explore it a bit more so yeah there's a few things but safety is always number one safety's number one yeah. okay great so obviously in the in the um when we talk about solo experiences you just brought that up i mean i guess it makes sense to segue into that yeah um, let's talk about the soul experiences. I mean, you're, you're quite this uh, Dora the Explorer, you know, <laughs> one man traveler around Africa, right? Yeah. You really want to make an impact in, in Africa. So let's talk about um, traveling solo. Like, so talk about let's let's talk about um, maybe some of the first countries you've been to in Africa and traveled yeah. solo. What sure. was it like? Was it intimidating traveling by yourself? Like, what was good what's happening? Question. Good question. So, um, I think I, I I feel like maybe the first countries traveling solo i feel like it was ghana but i never count ghana because family's there or maybe it doesn't count you know it doesn't (laughs) count but um i the first actually the first one that i can remember so i hope i'm not uh missing anything so um i'd gone through like a period of unemployment and it took me quite a while to find a new job and so one of the um key things I told myself mm-hmm. was when I get a new job I'm going traveling yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um and I, I'd wanted to go to um Zanzibar okay for for ages wow and prior to um that I'd 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 volunteered in Tanzania and I thought as part of that program I could travel afterwards I could okay. go to Zanzibar afterwards because okay. you're smart I see what you that was the plan that was the plan because it's one country so yeah. um Tanganyika was the mainland, Zanzibar is the island, and after independence, they joined together to okay. form Tanzania. Wow. So, um, oh, that's the history behind it. That's the history behind it, oh, no. yeah. Huh? Incredible country, absolutely incredible. So I volunteered there for three months, and I was like, okay, great, I'm going to come back, um, because they said we can't travel, because it's a it was a partly government-funded programme, because okay. we can't travel kind of outside of the programme. Okay. I was going to go back to mm-hmm. um, Zanzibar, so... Yeah. When I did um, start working for a bit um, and then went and when I tell you, <laughs> it was absolutely stunning. It's, yeah. it was, it's the place that, it, when you hear that Africa they don't show you, yeah. it was white sand, it was turquoise wow. waters. Zanzibar, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you see this, you know, you see it in the Caribbean all the time, they showcase it. So it's like, wait, mm. this is in Africa. This is in Africa. This I know, is on our doorstep. I know. I, know. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, let's let's take a step back. You said Zanzibar is a country that you really want to go to for quite some time. Yeah. Why? Well, so Tanzania and Zanzibar as a whole, um, but I don't actually. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know what it was that um, had made me pick Zanzibar um, yeah. because I just knew I wanted to travel over Africa. I, I knew mm. that, but I, I, I. When I decided to volunteer, yeah. um, they had three locations and I had decided to Tanzania because I wanted to go to Zanzibar. But I don't remember why I'd wanted to go to Zanzibar to begin with. Yeah. But I picked Tanzania because of Zanzibar. Um, and I remember before before I um, went on that volunteering trip yeah. and I started looking into Tanzania a lot more, mm-hmm. I realised that a lot of the stuff I knew about Kenya yeah. was applicable to Tanzania, okay. but even more so. So Kenya, we'd always heard about the Maasai Mara safari safari the Masai Mara um and actually uh the Serengeti um in Tanzania is also the Masai Mara so if we take away the border it's the same place mm-hmm. but the Masai Mara is quite small in comparison I think the Serengeti is like something like seven times bigger than the Masai Mara okay. but you always hear about the Masai Mara the Masai Mara and even thinking about the tribe you always hear about the Masai people mm-hmm. 
from Ke- and you, uh, at the time I was always hearing about them from Kenya, but they're okay. also from Tanzania, and I believe the majority of them live in Tanzania. So I started like doing all this research. And I was wow. like, wow. What? So there's basically like a history. So there's like there's a lot of history when you connect Kenya to Tanzania. Exactly. So I mean, they're, they're neighboring countries. Neighboring right? countries, and because the borders are arbitrary in Africa, so you know. What um, does that mean for, for uh, those that don't know what that arbitrary means? Arbitrary. In I don't know. Context. The, <laughs> in this context, they were drawn up. Um, by the Europeans so they didn't take into consideration tribes they just literally divided it up and then um, divided it amongst themselves so uh, whereas most European countries are nation states like um, uh, you know England uh, English or French France um, Africa we are literally divided all over the place, so yeah. um, which is why a lot of countries you'll find have so many different tribes within mm. them because yeah. it, when it was divided, it wasn't taken into consideration. Yeah. Um, however, I remember when I was at uni, I did some research, and I, I believe it's a part of the. Um, I have to double check this, but part of the um, constitution of the African Union is that yeah. they're actually going to maintain the the borders. So okay. it's um, that's a dis- another discussion. But yeah. it was just really interesting to see that actually I, a lot of the stuff I thought I knew about Kenya um, mm-hmm. was applicable in a larger number to okay. Tanzania. Um, Tanzania has like loads of national parks um, and is also home to Mount Kilimanjaro. So. Okay. I was just like, I'm going to Tanzania. <laughs> sometimes I call it Tanzania, sometimes I call it Tanzania. Yeah. Because in Tanzania, they call it Tanzania. So, yeah. so I try so, and so call it... So it's just it like the name. way the Western world is just westernised. <laughs> I try and call it the name yeah. they call it, but yeah. I have to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, makes, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Wow. So what would you say has been... Um, so I'll, I'll say Kenya and Tanzania is what or Tanzania. So that's been one of your most memorable travel experiences in yeah, Africa. Yeah, so yeah. So that was the that was the one that I can think like I went first solo. So I did my research, went out there. Yeah. Um, when I arrived, um, I went to this. Um, so I stayed in three places. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I should do blogging. Um, but it was always I always found it kind of difficult to share. Yeah. Um, my experiences, I, I, you know, because they're just you just they're kind of quite personal to you. So yeah. and so, I wanted to blog, but I was having difficulty sharing <laughs> my experiences. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, went to Zanzibar. Um, my first stop was a place called Paje, which is on the east coast. Okay. Um, and I just remember being blown away because um, by the time I got there, um, the tide was kind of quite close to the shore. Okay. So I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm going to come back in the morning, um, you know, go for a little swim. <laughs> I mean, swim within reason. I'm not the best yeah. swimmer, but, you know. Okay. And this was a solo trip, yeah? Solo trip. Wow. Um, and then when I woke up in the morning, I went to the, um, to this, to the ocean. Yeah. The sea was, like, so far out, you could walk on the seabed for, like, ages. Uh, wow. It's the most incredible thing I've, I've ever seen. seen. I've seen that before. I've, it's I've insane. It's incredible. It's insane because the night before, yeah. it was, like, right up here. Yeah. And then the next day, to the point where there were women um, seaweed farming. Yeah. So they were literally farming in the seabed. Yeah. Um, and then when the tide comes in, I guess it, it helps the seaweed grow. But... Mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't believe my eyes. So I just went walking around on the seabed, was seeing like sea urchins and stuff like this. And I was just like <laughs> blown away. Um, so that was a nice experience to really um, just experience something that 
you just weren't expecting, but also it was just something to learn. To learn, yeah. You know? So that was that was definitely like a definitely like a memorable moment for you. Very memorable. Just being able to to walk around the seabed when the when the tide isn't high yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, so is that kind of one of the um, the things that you love when you come to visiting the countries, like the beaches? Is that, is that something that that you really look look out for? I like beaches. I do. Yeah. Um, I and I just I love the learning element. So whenever I can learn, I think is fantastic. But um, yeah, like. I guess it, you know, it depends kind of what you're looking for in a particular mm. trip. Yeah. Um, so with that trip, um, I, uh, the sea and beach element was one part. Um, and I knew they had like really good marine life. Um, so I went on a um, kind of like a tour. Yeah. And then um, was supposed to go snorkeling. And <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, it was just crazy because the guides could just swim so freely, like, it was incredible to watch them. They were able to just go down, no armbands, no life jackets, and they would pick like animals off of the seabed yeah. and come and bring it up <laughs> to us and show us. Um, and I remember like he brought a sea cucumber. I'd never heard of that before. Wow. Like, what is that? Google sea cucumber. Like, it's like Google what sea is cucumber. this? <laughs> hey. It was just so funny. Um, so yeah, that was that, that's one element. It's really nice. I also. Um, as part of that trip um so Zanzibar has a lot that you can see and do and I think once you know that you can it's just it is easy to navigate it's, yeah. it's not a very big island so um I also spent some time um in the very north actually I think I went to the very north first sorry okay. yeah so that bit was more touristy okay. um so that's when I did the tour um and then there was just lots of activity lots of music beautiful seafood if you like seafood it's just i love seafood oh. man. man i could be here all day eating seafood man. seafood is yeah. so nice and it's fresh you know fresh, yeah. um and okay. then that's then after that i went to page so page had the beach side they also had um it's close to this place called josani forest Jozani where forest. Okay. they have um the red collar boss monkeys these are unique to zanzibar so if you go there you know you're in zanzibar because it's the only place where you <laughs> find the red collar boss monkeys okay. and then after that i went to stone town which is a unesco world heritage site yeah um and it is um it's, it's like a maze but also yeah. very very cultural lots of history okay and also i did a spice tour because zanzibar yeah. is famous for its spices so yeah. it's known as the spice wow. island what's yeah a spice, what's a spice tour the spice tour they take you to this um I want to say, I don't want to say farm or rainforest, but they take you to this r- rainforesty farm place where um, they walk you through all the spices that um, you can find um, and you can, um, they like might cut down like a bark and be like, what does this smell like? And it's like <laughs> a certain, like, it's like cinnamon, you know, or... So it's like a scent kind of experience? Yeah, like a, a scent experience. <laughs> um, they also have some fruits there as well. And then they have... Um, I believe it's Ylang Ylang, which is what um, inspired Chanel to make Chanel number five. Mm-hmm. So they would be like, this is Chanel number five. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, man. So they go far and wide across the world to, to get their unique sense. Unique sense, exactly. Okay, exactly. cool. Perfume ministry. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Wow. So yeah. that's that's quite something. So you mentioned safety earlier in the episodes um, today. Yeah. Um, how, how safe were you navigating Zanzibar? So I felt very safe. Um, I think one of the most important things to do before going to any countries is understanding their local customs. Yeah. Um, so I I knew before going that um, women would probably have to cover up a bit more. Mm-hmm. 
outside of tourist areas. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you weren't on the beach, for example, um, perhaps you'd have to wear, like, maybe longer skirt or okay. trousers or um, longer um, tops, etc. Okay. So just making sure you kind of adhere to local customs. Okay. And, so um, just yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think... Um, all the places I stayed, I felt really um, safe and comfortable as well. A lot of the times, um, hotel staff are really helpful if you want to um, ask them about other things you could do. Mm, so that's okay. getting off the beaten track and just seeing other things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, that's that's quite something there. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier on also about like being shy. To come, like you wasn't sure if you should like, blog or talk about your experiences. But I can see that on, on Talking Drums um, travel website that you actually have a blog. Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> and you've got, you got quite a few tips on there. Um, what would you say is like um, one of your, like your favourite articles from there? Oh, one yeah. of my favourite articles. Good question. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm not sure if this if which one's my favourite, but yeah. one of the or, ones... What the ones are you more proud, proud of, rather? What, yeah, yeah, one of the ones I'm most proud, proud of, of is... Um, so um, a few years ago, there was this concert in the UK called One Africa Music Fest. Okay. And they were bringing artists from across Africa to the UK yeah. um, to perform. And I reached out to them and said, like, I'm an upcoming blog and I would love to showcase the event as part of my blog. And mm. they gave me the opportunity to do that. And I thought, wow, that, that was incre absolutely incredible. So I had like a... Um, opportunity to both watch the show and then also to share my experience after mm -hmm. um, but the fact that they gave me the opportunity as a small upcoming blog who was new to this yeah. that really it meant so much to me so yeah. I still remember that really fondly and you know still um, support <laughs> them but um, I, th I think that's that's one that I'm really really yeah proud of wonderful yeah. wonderful yeah because I've seen that your blog is it's got quite a lot of useful resources and materials in thank there. you thank you and some of them are from experiences so, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so did that kind of open any doors for you the blog or is just something that you're able to kind of add to your like just to your to your body of work good question so yeah. um funnily enough um the blog is now talking drums, but it didn't, yeah. and it and it has a few other things in addition to the blog. But it didn't okay. start off that way. Yeah, how did talking drums start off? I mean, did it start off more of a travel experience? And we'll, we'll talk about. I know you got some travel experiences coming up, which yeah. we'll get to. So, <laughs> how, what did it? What, what what did it really start off? Was it the blog? Was it the travel experiences? Was it the, the tours? What, yes. what did it start off? With? Um, so it started off as a blog um, called Africa Through Our Eyes. Okay, <laughs> so that was the original concept. Yeah. I wanted to show Africa through our eyes. So yeah. literally, it did what it said on the tin yeah. um but um when i set it up I, I set it up on wordpress okay which i'm not really that tech savvy um yeah. so it was quite basic but you know i thought i did a good job um and I have this friend who I remember I was saying to him, like, I want to set up a blog. And he was like, oh, you keep saying that. So <laughs> then I thought, oh, the next time I see him, I can't have this same yeah. you know, vision without having executed it. So then the next time I saw him, I was like, oh, um, so my blog. And he's like, oh, have you made any updates? And then I was like, well, now that you mention it, here <laughs> <laughs> you go. There you go, yeah. And I can see from his face, he was proud, proud mm. of me. Um, so it was called Africa Through Our Eyes okay. and um, I got a logo designed through um, Fiverr. Okay. Um, so this was a Fiverr. few years ago. Shout out to Fiverr. I know it's quite popular now. Popular, very popular I think now. Upwork's pretty good as well. I think it's like a better version of Fiverr. What were they called? Upwork. Oh, I 
it's like a more premium version of a fuckbug. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good to know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a guy on there who des- I, I literally told him exactly what I wanted, designed the logo for me. So the logo was literally an eye with Africa in it, and then it would say on the outside Africa through our eyes <laughs> everything did what it said on the tin okay um, so it was a blog but I, I just didn't blog anywhere near as much as I should okay. have and that was partly because I just just didn't know how much to share and, and how yeah. you know so um, kind of had to get more comfortable kind of learning on the job yeah. getting more comfortable sharing yeah um, and funnily enough um, I went to Ghana in December 2019 yeah um, so it was it was part of the year of return yeah um, and I think it was uh, January the 2nd maybe um, yeah. Fuse ODG was having a conference at the um, Accra Conference Centre okay. and um, it was just you know bringing together loads of people and, and having various discussions mm-hmm. and someone was talking about talking drums and it just <laughs> that's how you came that's how you came up with the name literally I was okay. like well, in, in funnily enough I was like yeah. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna call my novel that I'll write one day it's gonna be called <laughs> Talking Drums um, but it just it just kind of just like hit me and I was like that's a really good name for something you it know is, yeah. so I was like okay kept that moment. in mind light bulb <laughs> that's it light bulb moment okay so I was like okay right This I'm gonna yeah. use Talking Drums as a name for something have you played Chunk Talking Drums before? I have I actually well okay. technically I, I have two drums okay. they're actually I'll come back to the logo, but I have these two drums. Um, but um, I have two drums yeah. um, that um, both are from Ghana. Both are from, actually from the Art Centre in Accra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Art it, it was... Art Centre in Accra, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favourite places. It's, it's the one, it's, that's the one near Independent Square. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. They are hustlers over there. They are. I'm telling they you, are. The Art Centre in Accra, they are hustlers. Like, there's so many people selling the same stuff. Like, if you try and go to one... You feel guilty because the other, other guy. Yeah. Maybe you told the other guy I'll come back to you, but then this guy's got a better price, a better product. You go to, and it's just like it's a it's a mess. I think usually I would advise going with somebody if you go to. The, uh, and haggle, 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 bargain, uh, bargain, man. bargain. That's yeah. the key thing. Before before you know, they'll give it to you for free. Just yeah, take, exactly. take it closer. Take it closer. I just I just want my life. Thank you. <laughs> so so yeah, so that just stuck in my mind, and then um, and then. So I was thinking, I'm, I'm definitely going to use this for something. And then I decided, actually, I'm going to use it for the blog. And I feel yeah. like that had a snowball effect. Okay. So once I decided I was going to rebrand Africa Through Our Eyes to talk in drums, yeah. um, my friend had mentioned that Wix was quite a good site. Um, she was uh, she had Wix as her wedding site. You okay. know, you can do, like, sites when yeah. you're kind of... So you that can, was... Yeah. They, they hosted that. So she was, like, it's quite user-friendly. Yeah, it's pretty good for DIY sites. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And if you're not that... Used, if you're not that tech savvy that's yeah. the word then it, it's really good so for me who who wasn't that tech savvy I found Wix to be phenomenal like mm. the website I've created it all I'm so proud of it mm. and then um so that was a knock-on effect and then one of my friends um he was promoting on LinkedIn okay. um I love LinkedIn. a logo designer yes I think yeah. LinkedIn is a resource I didn't realize how good it could be oh man you know yeah the it, organic the organic reach and engagement is way better than other platforms right yeah. right exactly and you can find out so much and so he'd recommend this logo designer called luke and okay. so i reached out to him um his name on instagram is dd by luke digital okay. designs by luke have to give him a shout out because i reached out to him and i was like i, I want a logo based on talking drums all I know is that I um, I want two drums leaning next to each other. Yeah. And then I sent him like a few things that um, 
just to give him kind of like an insight into what I was thinking. Um, like I sent him an overview of what the talking drums are. Yeah. I sent him a video of talking drums. And then he came back with some concept ideas and yeah. then went away and created this, this logo. And when I tell you, like, yeah. ugh, after he sent me this logo, it was just a game changer. <laughs> I was just like... I love it. I actually love it. It stands out. It stands out. It stands and out, I, yeah. I really, really like the creativity that went into it. But also, it really made me realise that I had a brand. And so from that yeah. point, I was like, okay, I can't just like... Just, you know, be like, oh, I don't really know if I should blog or not. Like, it really yeah. gave me a bit more of a push. It did, yeah. You know, to make it into something. To make something. it into something, yeah. Yes. I guess that's what happens, you know, when you want to kind of get something that you like. You just want to make make it what it, what it should be. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, again, I have to give another shout out to Luke. Shout out to Digital Luke. Digital Designs by Luke or DD by Luke on Instagram. You Tell go. him you are sent you. Um, absolutely incredible um, such a quick turnaround um, gave me a few different options and I just I couldn't even pick they were all so amazing um, but I was so 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 impressed and okay. um, it really just brought it brought it to life so then it just meant that I had um, I had like a a, a new direction to mm -hmm. go in yeah yeah wonderful yeah. I love the journey you've been taking so shout out to Luke shout we'll have Luke. we'll have Luke in the in the, in the show notes <laughs> Um, so you can oh, get the show notes by going to thesoundofacrowd.com forward slash yaafori. There you go. Answer. Yeah. Yaafori answer. Okay. okay, we can do a fori answer. We can gonna, do yaafori. We're going to add the whole thing. Wanted to, make it, wanted to make it a bit shorter. So it's fine for people to get to. But that's fine. You know, yaafori answer. God, is love we'll, a double barrel. We'll, we'll make sure the team does it. Yaafori answer. Okay, great. com forward slash yaafori answer. We'll get the show notes for today's episode. Let's continue. All right, so great. So obviously we now know how talking drums came about. Yeah. We know some of the you heard some of the tourism and travel experiences that you've had. We've learned about you know what you what you do with talking drums. Let's talk about some of the products and services that because I know you got some tour experiences coming up. Yeah, you, you also sell some products, which is great. Yeah. The blog is fantastic, but I know you got some products and services. Let's Absolutely. talk about that. Absolutely. All right, Thank so you. I know you got some products. So um, let's talk let's talk about that. So. Okay. You got some shea butter and stuff like that. Yes, and talk oh, yeah, of shea butter. I, okay. Not only did I bring some. Okay, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> We've had some guests in the past who have their own organic skincare line, so it's great to see um, another guest that has their own line. So. Uh, so this is actually for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm trying to get my, my, I'm still trying to give my previous guests their gifts and you give me one. So thank you. So to talk us through this. Yeah, so... Um, Again, one of the things I was thinking about is um, when I was, you know, playing around with ideas when the name Talking Drums came about, it's just yeah. kind of business and entrepreneurial ideas and yeah. things that I could do. And I use Shea Butter. Mm -hmm. um, I use natural skincare. I've yeah. always had sensitive skin. Yeah. And um, seeing that actually a lot of people were also had interest in Shea Butter, um, but specifically I wanted to see how um, I could do that and have a positive impact. Mm. So... Um, whilst I was making my own creams, my mum would make creams for us as well. Yeah, um, I've seen that in the family. In the family, yeah, right? Yeah, it just yeah. tends that people just make their own kind of concoction. Yeah. Because Vaspi is not enough. Cocoa butter, um, cocoa butter is not enough. Palmer's cocoa butter is not enough. <laughs> not enough. Hollywood cocoa butter is not All these different brands All these and different brands. Yeah. And a lot of them, they don't use that much of the product that they really push forward. So yeah. you'll see that, you know, oh, contains contains sheer butter. And then you look and it's like, you know, 2% yeah. sheer butter. So this is the pure stuff. Um, yes. This was sourced specifically from um, 
a Ghanaian company who have their own women's cooperative. So the okay. women come together um, and make the shea and get a fair price for it. Nice. And then they export it. So, so sourced from home. Sourced from home. Like um, and wanted to ensure that the people who were putting in the work got a yeah. fair price for it. So okay. um, so that's the key. And oh, so nice. Talking Drums Natural Skincare, yeah. um, we're starting with pure shea butter, but okay. it's going to expand. Okay, so you um, focus on just this product at the moment? Focus on just this for that's now. Great. I always recommend that. Yeah, oh, thank you. I'm yeah. going to get some business tips from you. So <laughs> just the shea butter for now. Um, and all we really do to it, um, just to make it usable, is to um, filter kind of any maybe um, bits that might have come through on the process, okay. whip it, um, yeah. and then also um, seal it so it, um, it's, you know, user friendly and um, so once it's whipped okay. it's a bit more easier to use okay um so it is literally 100 percent pure shea butter okay. and um also we don't use plastics okay. um so i have a big problem with plastic pollution i know you i know you <laughs> environmental environmental and sustainability so we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that but yeah absolutely absolutely so this this ties in with this ties with that so you yeah. notice it's actually a glass jar um so it's reusable um okay. and if you choose not to reuse it you can always recycle it so the key Perfect. thing is I trying like to use less plastic or no plastic at all oh, um like and then also trying to source from local businesses yeah. um in in across africa so this is this in particular is, is yeah. from ghana yeah. um but um hoping to branch out um into other skincare products and this is just one product we have on the marketplace so okay. um talking drums marketplace the whole point of it um is to source goods from local businesses and yeah. kind of bring them to people okay like ethical like sourcing and, and yes. trading and you know making a fair profit for yourself but also for them so it's a win-win situation adrian Absolutely smart. I think I need you with an advert or something. That is literally it. Yeah. Um, and I also like the story behind things. Yeah. So um, this, for example, you know, it's um, um, sourced from, from Women's Cooperative. Um, yeah. This bracelet that I'm wearing, um, yes. I bought this in South Africa from a really sweet lady called Mama Daisy. Mama Daisy. Shout out to Mama Daisy. Shout out to Mama Daisy. On YouTube, hopefully. <laughs> in Soweto. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I, love, I love to be able to... Um, yeah people to be able to understand the story behind things mm -hmm. um so that was one of the key things i wanted to do is to just kind of bring these goods that you know you buy when you're traveling around yeah. and you know you have these interactions with people yeah. um, and put it in the marketplace so the marketplace is very much a curated marketplace and i keep yeah. using the word it curated makes it makes sense because it feel like a museum you know like yeah. it's specially picked you know <laughs> because it's because they're all they've all kind of come about from on the back of the travel experience exactly it's great it makes sense adrian knows what time sense. it is <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. exactly so um yeah. so yeah just bringing their um, products and services and um there's a, a company um, that I sourced some bags from called Shweka. Shweka. Um, okay. They are sorry, I pronounced that wrong. Shweka. Shweka. Yeah. They they are based in Kenya. Okay. Um, and the young lady whose company it is, um, she uh, studied law. Um, I believe she couldn't find a job opportunity, 
And at the time, um, Kenya had just banned plastic bags. And so she saw a business opportunity where there are these traditional bags that they use in Kenya um, called Kiondo. And you would have seen them. They're like woven woven bags. I've seen them. And I should have brought brought one with me today. (laughs) Um, um, They didn't want to be too colourful, did you? You know, I had to tone (laughs) it down a bit. Um, But she she works with um, women in coastal communities who are weavers. Okay. And so they use like raffia or palm leaves to weave bags. Okay. And at the time, Kenya had just introduced this plastic bag ban. Okay. So then she created a solution to okay. this. Like a recyclable bag that you can use. You can use, time. reuse, yeah. reuse, reuse. Yeah. And it's creating a solution to the fact that no more plastic. So yeah. when it I... When I saw her bags, I thought they were stunning. But when I read her story, I was like, incredible. Mm. Um, so saw some of her bags as well. And funnily enough, one of the bags that we are selling at the moment on talkingdrumstravel.com slash marketplace. There you go. Um, That's the website. It'll be the show notes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One of the bags is a shopper bag. And it's okay. like, it's just kind of like this size, quite big. And would you believe... Louboutin, the designer, yeah. and Loewe, the designer, okay. both have similar bags for about for about 10 times the price 10x markup that's yeah. what they do right that's what they do in the west they just yeah. take something from Africa or from third, third world nations and they 10x markup 10x markup mark I just couldn't believe my eyes I could not believe my eyes so mm. this is um, one of the things I'm encouraging like you know this has been directly sourced from those who make it we're supporting a woman entrepreneur who's yeah. creating a positive solution in in kenya and so these are the things and i'm I'm always on the lookout for um companies we can source things from um yeah. with these kind of stories behind it so yeah. um the, the the main vision behind um the marketplace is curated marketplace bringing products and services um yeah. in addition to the products yeah um we also will be providing travel tours or travel mm. adventures as i like to call them let's get into that i've been waiting for this one <laughs> i've been waiting for this so yeah. This is off the back of um, having lots of people reach out to me and ask me, like, mm-hmm. you know, what did you do when you went to this place? Would you recommend going to that place? How okay. do you travel X, Y, Z solo? Okay. What what should you do? And and how are these... Let me ask you this. How are these questions come about? Like, were they seeing you in your social media? Were they just seeing you travel to these places? Yeah. Was it just... In, did, this, did these questions come out from the back of conversations with people one-on-one? Yeah. What was yeah. the most popular kind of... Uh, Good question. Yeah. I think actually the most popular is from friends. Friends, yeah. But friends who have seen um, what I've posted on social, social media, media. Okay. Um, or if I've had one-to-one conversations and they're just like, oh my gosh, wow, like that sounds amazing. Tell yeah. me more. And they've actually followed up with with that and they've gone to exactly, exactly. Um, okay. Or they've they've planned to go to places anyway and they've seen that I've gone there, so they're just like. I, I want to know more. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, so this was off the back of that and. The more I solo travel, the more I started seeing that people do solo travel. I yeah. wasn't just this, you know, <laughs> this yeah. load wolf, um, this load ranger. Um, and also off the back that you do make friends and meet people. Because that, that's a question I used to get a lot in the past. Not so much now because a lot more people solo travel. But when I first started, um, people would be like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you going with? Do you know anyone there? Mm. Um, who? I remember someone asked me, like, who do you eat dinner with? <laughs> Like, I'm hungry Hello. I'm gonna eat dinner yeah, <laughs> by yeah, myself yeah. you know yeah. um, I think people I think this society you know, just has a big thing about not being able to do things by themselves yeah yeah. You know, I have friends who they find it difficult to do things by themselves yeah. but I'm, I think I've been I've kind of like had got that personality where if if someone won't do something with you or help you just 
you can just, just get do, it done yourself. Just get it done. Get it done yourself, yeah. and you're the best person to get it done. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, and this all stemmed from being at that point in 2013 where you know just waiting for friends and they're just I guess they dropped out and yeah. didn't actually communicate that so <laughs> just being frustrated with always having to wait 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 and, and just that's like, why I went this the, this sort of trips because yeah I think we've all been there like yeah. friends just out oh, in the last minute oh sorry I can't I've got I've got to raise a baby I've got to do this I've got to do that I've got to, all of this like, wait a minute mate we gave you uh, advance notice, notice. Yeah. There's so all like, these memes on, on yeah, social media that say when it's when it's time to when you when you suggest it everyone's down when it's time <laughs> to pay it's a different yeah. story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people I think are, are getting more comfortable with the idea now. There are a lot of people on um, social media who mm. um, have really created a brand off of solo traveling. So sometimes I do wonder if I'd have been more comfortable sharing back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> where would the brand be now? But it might not yeah. be talking drums with this amazing logo. So yeah, you never true. know. Um, so I guess so you, so. you feel like it's a blessing in the skies. The silver lining is that if friends did come, you may not have come up with talking drums because you're solo. Because you traveled solo, it kind of um, gave you opportunity to do more exploring, like your way and by yourself. And, and as a result, you just got inspired. Like, okay, wait, you know, you know what? I can turn this into something. That's literally hit the nail on the head. And the only thing I'd add to that is that I've been to countries that I probably wouldn't have been able to go to because. No one would have wanted to come to these countries. So yeah. um, I have been to countries that, yeah, no one would have wanted to come to. One of the reasons as well that I started solo traveling is because people didn't want to go to the countries that I wanted to go to. So yeah. it is so trendy now to go to Africa, which is fantastic. However, when I was trying to see other African countries, mm -hmm. you know, in the early um, 2010s, like, yeah. you know, 13, 14 and, and 12 or whatever, around that time... Um, People are like, well, why are you going there for? <laughs> I'm just like, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, and the job that I was doing around that time, we were able to um, travel once a year to Africa. And the first year I was with them, went to Senegal, second yeah. year, Ethiopia. So again, that gave me the insight into other African countries mm. and just to really explore. Um, and there's this really amazing feeling I've experienced yeah. with, I think almost all the African countries I've been to that are not Ghana, is okay. that when they find out you're from Ghana, they treat you like absolute royalty. Really? Oh my goodness. What? That's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to African countries now. They're just I, so I just think I got that Egypt, man. I think I got that Egypt as my Airbnb now. <laughs> Yeah. because like Ghana just has this uh, because Ghana was the first sub-Saharan African country to gain independence I True. think that um, that is that is part of it um, most people was, once you say Ghana they say Kwame Nkrumah they say Black Stars Asawajan yeah. they just yeah. throw all these names at you and you just feel yeah, famous yeah. like yeah I, I <laughs> think the us. World Cup I think events like the World Cup did put us on the map the year yeah. of the year of return yeah. we're not going to get into that yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's Ghana has a really great reputation across the continent and it it's really nice to see. Um mm -hmm. and so I do feel really appreciated when you go to other I, I, they either appreciate you or they think you're from their country and they're yeah. just like, Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> we are one. Sisi Nwamoja, Kiswahili for we are one, however yeah. I'm not fluent or, you know, I'm not actually, you know, from this particular place. So um so yeah, people reach out and um I think now there's just Africa's in the spotlight, so people are, are willing to do so a lot more. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of people who've moved to the continent. Yeah. Um, and so people reach out to me who maybe want to visit, not necessarily move. Okay. Um, 
And so, um, in addition to so off, offering these travel tours, yeah, so it, you're more of a travel kind of agent than a relocation agent, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> more of a like more <laughs> like, some of these YouTubers out there, like they're real, or even clubhouse people. We can get into clubhouse a bit yeah. later on. I mean, that's that's actually that's how we met. That's how we yeah. met. <laughs> you know, they've they've moved to, from America to Ghana, and they're moving a few months. They're relocation expert, not even travel relocation. Relocation. Expert. It's insane. And you know, you can people can learn from their experiences, but also there's value in also speaking to local people honestly and this is something that again we're talking drums i really try and encourage is um getting off the beaten track you know speaking to local people because they can give you an insight that you know, not anyone else can you know yeah. so they can really champion their places um they can say to you you know have you been to xyz and you're like no then oh my gosh how can you come here and you haven't been here you know and you can discover places you know so really encouraging the key things we're talking drums is um um leaving nothing but footprint so yeah. you know the environmental aspect of not you know plastic pollution and appreciating that, like that the infrastructure might be different and the countries might not have the resource or infrastructure okay. to recycle your plastics or dispose of your waste so just being conscious of those oh, things right. so yeah she's taking it so basically like the the tour experiences that you do or like the products you sell that all kind of, and maybe the places that you recommend to try people to travel to it, it kind of ticks all those boxes where there has to be like an environmentally kind of friendly country or we have to be conscious focused. of our impact. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm going to a country that the infrastructure is not as strong as perhaps the country I'm used to, yeah. um, then keep my plastics on me, take them back with me. Mm-hmm. Or or even as simply as I, I wrote an article the other day mm-hmm. about um, plastic pollution because okay. I'd been to um, this absolutely stunning beach in Zanzibar full of marine life there were starfish or sea stars as they're actually called everywhere Um, but tourists had also left plastic bottles and it was just heartbreaking (laughs) (laughs) I was like I've become that person where it's like you know what what? I I can relate to you because I'm sometimes I'm a recycling freak like sometimes like the way I feel about recycling is sometimes I could park my car right in my my house and I could see a plastic bottle right next to it I'll pick it up and I'll go and put it in my recycle bin and I'll wash my hands well done. Yeah, I one of my cousins actually. She's like, she's into that as well. Well done. Or maybe well a bit done. more than me, but yeah, I'm conscious of the environment and stuff. That's what it is. Being but conscious. There's some it. ignorant people that be like, oh, but one, what's one bottle gonna do? What's one coke can gonna do? Uh, what's one glass of this gonna do? Like, it but make it, a difference. Makes a difference. Makes a difference. And absolutely. it makes your environment look clean as well. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. there's uh, the amount of plastics in the ocean now. Um, yeah. It's just insane, and it's just. It's, it's insane when you think about it, but when you're in a place where you can actually see the creatures that live there, yeah, it it gives you a different lens where you're just like, you know, come on, guys, like, you know, let's, you know, especially, you know, you're in someone else's house, like, let's let's take care of it. So, being aware of of the environmental impact, um, yeah. getting off the beaten track. So, speaking to local people, asking them about things to do, or just not sticking to the you know core tourist areas mm. or moving outside of the capital and i know we've had discussions about yeah, this yeah, and then, that, yeah. um about you know with ghana going outside of accra accra is the absolute gateway to ghana it it's it literally is. the it gateway yeah. and it takes you to other places you know but it's easy to to, to stick to accra right, sometimes yeah. um and the last thing is supporting local businesses so we've kind of touched on that already so those are the key things that i try and weave through yeah. with talking drums and so the travel adventures has that as a theme okay. but it's bringing people together so perhaps mm-hmm. people who 
who, like me, had friends who didn't want to go to the places they wanted to go to, yeah. or people who just want to go and, and don't know how to do it. Yeah. The adventures are bringing like-minded people together and just letting us travel together, yeah. meet new people. Um, and then with that as well, um, I also offer consulting. So people mm. who want to do it themselves okay. and not okay. go on the travel adventure with us. Okay. Um, I offer um, consulting and in addition, bespoke itinerary. So if they want me to create the itinerary for them, okay. um, a service I provide as well. But the key thing is just really um, wanting people to enjoy their experiences when they go to Africa. That's it. Um, so those are the key things that Talking Drums nice. does. Nice. Yeah. Wow, what, that wonderful. Have you got any dates coming up for any tours, fixed dates, or is it just yeah. more of like as and when kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So we have Ghana coming up, Ghana in December. Okay. Cause... I mean, that's going to be an interesting one, right? And the whole world wants to go to Ghana this Christmas after. You can imagine the COVID backlog, right? Honestly, so... December and Ghana is a different experience and I yeah. think a lot of people appreciate traffic. that it's lots of traffic, lots of traffic. it's yeah. not the same as Ghana you know the other 11 months yeah um, but Easter is a good shout as well Easter's yeah. a, a exciting time actually my hometown is where a lot of people go to for Easter yeah, well. have you actually gone up the hills I've actually climbed up and stuff the I have, I've gone up the hill I haven't climbed and abseiled off I want to okay. one day one day yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the place yeah, to be yeah. at Easter um, yeah. but so yeah, just, just appreciating, again, that a lot of people want to go. Um, so we have a tour coming up um, from the 27th of December until the 4th of January. Okay. Um, the Talking Drums Travel Adventure to Ghana is actually the most um, competitively priced mm. and has the most diverse itinerary. So Don't go compare. Just go to her. <laughs> just go straight. Because, again, um, wanting people to experience um, yeah. Ghana... Yeah. through the gateway and then go beyond the gateway so experience yeah. in Accra that's your intro to the country and also let's you know explore some other places like okay. Tamale the land of sheer butter yeah. visiting where this is actually made um, okay you know okay. so just I like where you're going to this exploring you know yeah. <laughs> a week a week full of yar. I mean who, who would have won that right? <laughs> you know <laughs> who would have won that a week full of yar. You know I mean? so that's, that's first up and um okay. Also, uh, we have oh, more. Okay. Tanzania planned, or yeah. Tanzania, I should say, planned, Tanzania. and okay. also um, South Africa as well. South Africa, wow, okay, cool. So there's a to-be-confirmed date? So. Yes, yes. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, where can they all kind of uh, get information of that? So, all the information you need is on www.talkingdrumstravel.com. Mm -hmm. That's www.talkingdrumstravel.com. Yeah. And also on Instagram at talkingdrumstravel. Um, we're always open to collaborate um, mm -hmm. people who want to um, contribute to the blog yeah. people who want to um, collaborate on a tour mm -hmm. um, I found a really great tour a similar tour adventure provider in Botswana that I'm really okay. excited to be partnering with um, yeah. I forgot to add actually with the travel adventures as much as possible yeah. we try and procure our goods and services from local businesses, local businesses. Um, so for example in Tanzania um, the safari provider is a Tanzanian company um because a lot of the safari providers are actually international companies so nothing against international companies but really trying to support local businesses and local entrepreneurs um and yeah if there's any anyone who has a business that they want to um they want us to um also sell it on the marketplace be happy to do that as well so all things talkingdrumstravel.com and on instagram as well perfect okay and um i know there's the i know there's a professional lady outside the whole travel <laughs> the whole travel and tourism kind of uh uh you know expertise there um let's talk about 
your career outside of this. So I know, I mean, you had a, a you know a brief spell in the finance. You've had a spell in the finance industry, and obviously yeah. you, you did a law degree and stuff. It, it happens, right? You do a law degree and you go off and do something else. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So um. Obviously, I know you had a brief. You had had a spell in the finance banking type of industry. Yeah. Um, do you think you picked up some skills from that? I think I know you worked at some some, some big companies. Have you picked you picked up some skills from that? Because you mentioned consultancy yeah. and itinerary, and I know like there are some consultancies <laughs> in that sector. Do you think yeah. you picked up some stuff from there? Definitely. Um, so, um, again, you know, planned to be a lawyer. That didn't happen. Um, worked in. I've worked in the public sector. Yeah. Um, I've worked in the non-profit sector. I've worked in the private sector. Yeah. Um, so really got diversified experiences. Um, working in the private sector, I've worked both in consulting and at a, a tier one bank. Yeah. In consulting, um, very much learned about kind of you know pacey, but also um, working with clients and yeah. and and everything that goes into that. Yeah. Um, and then with the tier one bank, I probably learned a lot more about the importance of networking and giving back so um and also kind of you know the sustainability esg element uh, of it as well but um it really opened my eyes to the importance of of, um it it opened my eyes to a lot of the things i didn't know Mm -hmm. about um career journeys um and what i wish i knew when i was in uni or when i was in school and giving that back so i was really proud to um co-lead a mentoring program whilst i was at this bank um so worked with these incredible people across the black professionals forum and i saw that i had a look at the had a look at the the page so it was it was you and two other people yes exactly so um you looked quite i think you looked quite young in that do you think so it wasn't that long ago you know i think it's because i had braids in the picture but um you're the one with braids i thought about which one is young because <laughs> the hair was looking quite different. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so, you gotta so switch it. So was it was that was out of school or they come to your organization? Good question. So um so co-led with um an amazing lady called Zainab. Okay. Um Zainab Cross Swansea is doing great things. She actually um is a multiple award winner as well and she's okay. got a book coming out yeah. um on Afro hair, which everyone look out for that. Nice. Um which is I think is a really important um especially as we're going through this phase where companies are now understanding how much we um have to experience in the workplace so yeah. really looking out really looking forward to that also co-led with um a guy called Tola who's okay. also incredibly fantastic mm. um background in data um okay. and so fantastic. we all had different backgrounds mm. um and we both both Zainab and Tola came up on the grad scheme and yeah. I was an experienced hire mm. so um we worked with a school called I don't know if I can say the name of school. We worked with a school okay. um, and with sixth form students. Yeah. And um, this was initially, and then we branched out to partner with another school. Okay. Um, but it was basically trying to um, provide them with um, insights into working in finance okay. and how diversified that could be. Okay. And that you didn't have to necessarily study economics or, you know, a numerical degree. Okay. You didn't oh, necessarily really? have to um, do X, Y, Z. Like you didn't have to be a banker you know they need everything within those organizations they need lawyers they need marketing people branding people they need you know audio people this everything something something for everyone exactly exactly so really providing that insight so we'd we'd um deliver the sessions um at barclays and at the company (laughs) so we delivered the sessions at the at the company we worked for and then we'd also um We'd also uh, deliver it with some partner organisations. Um, so there was a place um, that offered coding. Um, so mm. we, we would go there. But we really wanted to them to just visually see yeah. um, 
what these organisations were like and just demystify what it meant to work in finance. That was the key thing. And even if they didn't choose to work in that organisation, they were armed with the knowledge um, after the programme of all the things they could do. So that was the key thing, giving them that knowledge of what they could do. Um, So that, that that was an incredible opportunity. We ran quite a few sessions with... A few different cohorts of students, and then we expanded to a new school okay. um, as well. How, um, how often did that run? So that ran, we ran it twice a year. Okay. Um, and then we expanded to the new school. In the new school, we also included year tens. Mm. Um, so before it was focused on year twelve, but we included year tens because we thought it was an an early way to kind of um, showcase to them. Sow, sow the seeds in the early exactly, age. Okay. exactly. So it was it was a bit of a um, a shorter program. Okay. Um, and and were they paying attention? They weren't throwing paper airplanes. No, very, very, very yeah. much engaged. And we okay. also had um, uh, colleagues come and mentor them. So we'd deliver a session mm-hmm. for an hour and then the colleagues would come and mentor them for the second hour yeah. um, based on what they'd learned in the first hour. So, yeah. um, again, they kind of got that one-to-one interaction, um, but they also got the group sessions and we you know, explain to them kind of what we do. We did exercises like CV workshops, mm. um, elevator pitches, which yeah. I know I failed my elevator pitch earlier <laughs> on today, but 30 second elevator pitch. If you Practice. were in the elevator with yeah. Barack Obama, yeah. you know, maybe, 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 maybe I should have given you a heads up, but it's fine. Sometimes <laughs> I like didn't, to no, see what people did. come up. No, you definitely did. You definitely uh, did. Oh, right, I did. Okay, 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 that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But, um, but for, based on the tips we gave them, I know I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, 30 seconds that's in fine. there, you know, getting it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But yeah, so, it's incredible. I think so it's I'm important. Just, it's yeah. important to try and, and okay. just, um, f- from what we've learned, yeah. give to them and then okay. hopefully they also pay it forward. Okay. And did you have that kind of mentorship when you were making your way into the industry? You had it? Um, so a combination of yes and no. So okay. I didn't plan to work in finance. It was just not part of the plan. It mm. just happened. Um, but I did have mentorship from um, a cousin of mine, a few cousins actually, but also um, um, some mentors along the way from places that I've worked as well. Okay. Um, they, the mentors were largely in the law space okay. and um, cousin in the finance space, but they kind of gave also um, support kind okay. of across the board. Okay, that's, um, that's interesting then. So kind of like from fam- friends and family. Friends and family. Yeah. But I think what I realised as part of this programme is... Um, is how much people because I never did a grad scheme. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was really yeah. eye opening to see the value that people get from grad schemes. Yeah. And so you're just I'm like, sure wow, it it's really eye opening. Sure it really, <laughs> really, really is valuable. Yeah. I think my brother did one as well, so he benefited from it. Yeah, and exactly. He was able to get into the industry himself. Brilliant! Wow. wow. And um, wow. I know you mentioned your friend picked up some awards. I know you picked up some awards, Riding Star Awards. <laughs> thank Congratulations. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate that. How did that, that. come about? And talk us um, through that briefly. Great question. So um, another thing I learned, I think, along the way is the importance of being involved in um, initiatives within a workplace. So yeah. being the change that you want to see. So I was proudly part of the Black Professionals Forum in my last um, organization okay and um, we actually won an award internally a citizenship wow. and diversity award in 2019 okay um, um for all the incredible work we do so in, in addition to the mentoring yeah. um there's so much work that the team does across okay. the board including showcasing events across black history month okay. um internal mentoring so mentoring colleagues as well um just just so much activity goes on um newsletters um career support a lot of stuff and then um uh after that, um, mm. I also became the deputy, one Ooh. of the deputy co-chairs of, of the forum. Um, okay. So there was four of us, one of four. Um, and 
in addition to running the mentoring program, I then kind of was overseeing the career development pillar of our um, forum okay. and got nominated for this award. And to be honest, like, didn't think um, I was going to win and wow. was delighted to be one of five winners. Um, so Brilliant. Rising Star, we are the City Rising Star Award for yeah. Banking and Capital Markets. Fantastic. Um, we was told it was the every year's most competitive category. And wow. Yeah, so it, it took a, a long while for it to sink in. Okay. Um, Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. really excited about yeah, it. And a multi, it's a great organisation. Multi-talented award winning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so who, who, who was, um, who were voting? Was it like people that knew you or was like a great panel question. that voted? Um, so we had to, um, kind of, I guess, uh, promote and ask people to vote. Um, but there were, um, they had a panel of judges okay. so they actually had the final decision they made the final okay. decision um, okay. we had a virtual ceremony um, and they're hoping next year that we can actually meet in person but mm. it was just really nice yeah, I lovely. just yeah and, and I think one yeah. of the key things I got from that as well is the importance of community yeah. um, both in my experience in, in my last workplace but also in the award that they said that we're going to be a community and, and I think it's so important to have that community. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is great. I mean, I, I think I think it was sponsored by Goldman Sachs and it's great to see black people, black professionals like yourself thank being you, you, recognised. <laughs> and I, I, know the KP, I know the KPMG um, Entrepreneur Award just went past and some yeah. great people that yeah. was yeah. in that programme. So I think it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's a great period for you know black professionals, Absolutely. Africans to be recognised. Absolutely. And I think as well... Um, one thing that keeps kind of coming to mind in more recent time is is this importance of intersectionality. So in addition to being black, yeah, also being a woman, that's mm-hmm. another thing you have to factor in and you, and you don't always realise it's that's also a juggling act. So yeah. just, yeah, being aware of the, those things and just trying to create an environment that brings those... Um, uh, those who are junior to us brings them up along with us as well perfect yeah okay so what's next for talking drums what's next for yard the professional outside talking drums? <laughs> good question um so what's next um so looking forward to being able to just travel freely and mm-hmm. that's something i've missed doing yeah um and to be able to um yeah just 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 travel um hopefully how we used to um and delivering i'm really keen to deliver these um travel adventures and just to showcase the africa that i know the africa that i've seen and 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 help people do the same um so that's something i'm really looking forward to um professionally um i guess more of the same (laughs) like keep going right yeah just just keep going putting one foot in front of the other (laughs) that's probably the best way to describe it yeah yeah just one step after a time you get there exactly 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 likewise likewise yeah yeah what's next for we'll discuss this after the podcast (laughs) (laughs) there are big things big things that's how we'll have a conversation (laughs) we'll discuss after the podcast um but yeah um it's been great having you on the show yeah thank you thank you for having me before you go we're just going to end with a couple couple more things so I mean, we talked about travel right now. We're in COVID, of course, a COVID post-COVID world. What tips would you leave for those that are trying to travel around the world or in Africa in a post-COVID world? What tips do you have for them? Wow. Uh, in a post-COVID world, I mean, what would that even look like, I guess? Yeah. Um, hopefully, we're going to see less restrictions. Um, and I think, I think just being able to just have the freedom to travel how we used to yeah. would be nice um, to be able to just, you know, decide and go. Yeah. Um, I think planning is probably, uh, there's probably going to be an extra layer of planning mm-hmm. with anything. Um, okay. One thing, I think one key tip 
for anything. I think just remembering your travel insurance yeah. um, is so important. Mm. Um, and reading the policy. I've had an experience where I didn't read the policy, book the cheapest travel insurance. Yeah. And then when I had some items taken, um, the travel insurance oh, wasn't it. worth the paper. Oh, <laughs> was read. Yeah, always read the T's and C's. You know? yes. I, I, I almost had issues um, with travelling to Ghana, Ghana and I had travel insurance and it didn't live up to expectations right. from my bank and yeah that's definitely important that's what it is that's what it is that's it's, it's knowing what you're um getting getting into and just knowing that you're actually covered i think that would be really important yeah i also think um now i mean just seeing the number of people who moved um uh, moved to africa mm-hmm. um that's been really really nice to see yeah. and also really eye-opening so i've been watching a lot of youtube videos of people who have moved um interestingly people have still seem to have still been able to travel around yeah. africa i think maybe we were under some different restrictions here Possibly, so yeah. um yeah looking looking forward to just having that freedom to travel but um i've been really inspired by um the videos i've been watching yeah. those who've been showcasing ghana yeah. um who've been showcasing lots of things in Accra that I didn't even know was there so I'm looking forward to doing that when I next go yeah. and then also um, showcasing outside of Accra okay. um, but then also showcasing around um, around the continent so um, I mean there are lots of big names that we I'm, I'm sure we all yeah. know like the Wade Myers of the world yeah. um, but he did a fantastic video recently um, mm-hmm. in Namibia yeah. um, a selection of videos actually yeah. um, and there was one particular video he did of Wolvers Bay and there's another YouTuber I've been watching a lot called um, Jules on the Run. Yeah. She also did some videos in um, Namibia as well. Yeah. And not only is it absolutely stunning, but Wolvers Bay is um, where the desert meets the sea. Okay. And I think what am I was like, the Dubai of Africa, you know, or why leave Dubai when yeah, you can come here? Dubai and that's what it is, you know, there's yeah. so much we have available um, yeah in the continent there's so much to see and there's a lot of um cultural appreciation we can take from each other so okay. it would be great to be able to just see more um and and to not feel too restricted i mean um sometimes language can be a barrier but and, uh, one thing i always recommend is is learning a few phrases mm-hmm. um or even if you just have a small phrase book but if not learning a few With phrases, phrases. Okay. um because that really helps in terms mm. of cultural immersion and mm. people really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yes. I've been, I'm not the best French speaker, but I've been to <laughs> French speaking countries and yeah. I've made it back. Made so it back. obviously it works. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so hoping that we have the ability to, to roam freely, to be, to be the nomads that most of us are. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic tips. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to end with this because you mentioned Accra. Um, so I do ask my guests this in the past. So if I mention the word Accra to you, what thoughts, feelings, ideas come to mind? So, right from the top of your head. Um, culture, buzz, fresh ken care from the yeah. roadside. Dokuno. Dokuno, ken Joy, um, okay. um, happiness. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Um, just remind the audience of the social media links that we can follow up follow up with you huge thank you for having me Adrian Pleasure. you can find me at www.talkingdramstravel.com and Instagram at talkingdramstravel nice and sweet I love that and we'll have all of the um, key references and links in the show notes you can head over to the sandalwoodcard.com forward slash ya for the answer <laughs> thank you guys um, we'll catch you in the next episode uh, thanks for tuning in see ya Bye. Bye.